Hello, lovelies, and welcome back to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I am your host, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and I have to say, was it just me, or was that Whitney Houston? Joined, as always, by... Dan Ryan, a cybernetic punk experiencing somewhat of a comeback tour, mm-hmm. question mark. Well, interesting, interesting. Very interesting, yes. yes. And of course, Anime Was Not a Mistake is currently butting our heads again. Dan has JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. And now, today, it is my turn to bring a classic from the Jonathan Vault, that is Oron High School Host Club. Yes. A yeah. tentpole series. And I'm not just talking about, well, <laughs> I'm not going to make that reference. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, but you've been talking this up for years, so I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nip it in the bud, temper those expectations a little bit down. It, it takes a while for Oron to build up, but okay. it is, okay. you know, I don't think it's going to surprise you as much as JoJo surprised me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying that out the gate. Maybe you'll love it. Maybe mm-hmm. you won't. That's okay, too. Well, from my time back in, in ancient days on Tumblr, I saw a lot of Oron Host Club stuff. We so. saw Brett and I in our Oron Host Club uh, OA original character OC Academy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I said the outfits and everything. It we was, did, yeah. we did. Um, yeah, but before we get into the anime today, do we have any... Well, we do have a lot, but do we, we do have, have any specific life anime adjacent... Um, news to share with the audience. Um, I got an anime that I can start with. Oh boy! Uh, I, as I texted you last night, mm-hmm. uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners mm-hmm. came out this week, and it is very, very good. Wow! It is from Studio Trigger. Uh, I think Amaishi, uh, the guy who you know we brought up during a Promare a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, he's part of it, as is the rest of Studio Trigger. Right. Um, their style definitely shows. But it is, I'm, I'm only two episodes in so far, mm-hmm. but it is, it is a delight. It is a visual, just, just, it's a treat. it encapsulates yeah. everything that you would want from, from a, the game from, version from of the game. Cyberpunk. Uh, like, it, it, it just captures that vibe, like he, you know, like the protagonist is like a down on his luck kid who, um, you know, his mom was a member of Trauma Team. And, uh, one thing leads to another, and he ends up with, like, a military-grade implant in his back. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, from what we from what we remember from playing that game, uh, you know, having a lot of high-grade implants like that leads to cyberpsychosis, yes. but then there's a whole thing where he seems to have a resistance to certain things, mm-hmm. so it's like, there's gonna be, you know, he's, he's, he's involved in street-level <laughs> stuff, but there's also, like... The corpo people after him because he seems to be a unique test subject. Mm. So it's like um, an actual anime, or is it like an anthology? It's an actual anime. Okay, it's a, cool. it seems to focus. It's like ten episodes. Seems to focus on this character David. Mm. Um, he has like a like a film noir cyberpunk girl love interest who's like also a, a hacker slash edge runner. Cool, cool. Um, lots of other street toughs that he teams up with. The action is great, as you would expect from Trigger. The, the colors are vibrant. There's mm. all these, like, incredibly little colorful cinematic moments, you know, especially between, uh, you know, David and, uh, you know, Film Noir Girl. Uh, I think all of the cars and the weapons and the clothing are from the game itself. Like, you'll notice all the familiar settings, like David's apartment is... V's apartment. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's all that stuff. Like you'll you'll, you'll recognize you'll love it. it as much as we did, the, or tried to love that game. Even well, though yeah, they kind I, of fit, they're fixing some things. They got yeah. that DLC coming. 
I, I, I don't know if I'm going to wheel that out of the vault and reinstall that onto the PS5, though, but it's common. Well, I I never uninstalled it, because oh, I only oh. I only have three games on my <laughs> PS5, so... <laughs> we'll get more on that later. <laughs> um, but, because uh, I got the last update that brought it up to, like, PS5, and um, I think it was, like, the 1.5 patch, mm-hmm. and, and it... And apparently it's been patched since then to be even better, but it right. worked... Uh, it's very close to how it was supposed to originally function now. Like, mm. there's, like, a lot more customization stuff. They fixed a lot of what was buggy with the combat and the missions and everything. Made, like, a lot of quality of life improvements. Um, lots of other things. So it's it's playable now. Yeah. I've, I've always maintained that I'll tell people when it's playable, and it seems to be playable now. Mm. Um, but yeah, very good anime. Mm. From, from a favorite studio of ours, so I recommend checking mm-hmm. it out. Also on Netflix, more of My Cup of Tea, we've got season two of Bee and Puppycat finally out, mm-hmm. uh, which if you like Steven Universe or Adventure Time, it's that similar vibe. Of course, Bee and Puppycat have this whole saga where they started as a Kickstarter, then they were a YouTube series with a few episodes, then it was restricted to Verve for a couple episodes outside mm-hmm. of the US. It took a while for this season two to come here, but I think it's more quality stuff. It's random, it's cute it's charming mm-hmm. um just check it out yeah of course it's innocuous it's fun of course yeah um and to change things to film i saw a film that was very good last night mm-hmm. uh in fact it's an a24 film i immediately put in my top three of a24 films mm-hmm. that's how good it was uh it's the last black man in san francisco is the name of the film i have it heard came of it. out slightly before the pandemic so I was trying to, like, I was going to, intending to see it in theaters, but I recently, you know, got a 4K version of it. I put it on most gorgeous movie I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. The shots and dedication to San Francisco as a town. Um, it's by Jimmy Falls and Joe Talbot as the director, and they're just telling the story of the actual Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Fails, who, uh, he plays himself in the movie about growing up in San Francisco and kind of this vague dreamlike quality of just trying to keep this house and their roots in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it. It's two hours, but it's got acting in it. It's got emotion. And I don't know why this isn't on more A24 top 10 list. Hmm. I never see it there. I remember when it came out. I remember mm-hmm. people talking about it. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I don't remember. Uh, maybe it's because it's... Is just like it's like a is it like a drama or is it like a dark com like it's, what is it no it it it's kind of like uh it's a blend of both it's a drama comedy because they okay. get there but there are definitely comedic elements in it too okay but like I said gorgeous gorgeous film hmm. beautiful <laughs> oh I'll have to check it out because yep. I'm interested to, I'm interested to see what you would define yeah. as that so uh right now my A twenty four rankings are everything everywhere all at once the Bavitch. Now, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, The Green Knight, and I don't know where that fifth slot goes. Maybe First Reformed? Me no no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's always growing. It's always expanding. Of course. Mm-hmm. Until Disappointment Boulevard comes out. That three-hour Ari Aster cut with Patti Lapone featured in a main mm-hmm. character. Then that will have to, you know, be on there at some point. I still rank Green Knight as my highest. Yeah. And probably followed Green by Knight Hereditary. Green Knight is the closest to my heart, Dan. Mm-hmm. I'll never let her go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Check it out. Last Black Man in San Francisco. Of course. Um, I didn't watch any movies, because mm. I had no time yep. as I was going insane. Uh, but I did catch up with House of the Dragon and mm-hmm. Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. Still loving both. Um, I'm, I'm 
fairly happily surprised that House of the Dragon has had, like, okay writing so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rings of Power dips back and forth between being really cool and not having great writing. I showed you two episodes of it. Yes. Um, and we get the little, the Harfoots, the predecessor to the Hobbits, Mm -hmm. uh, who have a very cut-and-dry plot about, like, you gotta follow the rules if you want to survive, and then the girl's like, I don't want to follow the rules, I'm gonna do my own thing. And And then then, big man fall from star. Uh, yeah, meteor man. (laughs) Um, so the writing at times can be very, like, blunt and clumsy, but I'm still loving it because it's just cool to see Second Age Lord of the Rings stuff. They put a billion dollars into it, it should be worth it, shouldn't it? They did, yeah. Yeah. It, it, It looks... Uh, like its budget, so. Mm. Uh, but House of the Dragon has been very entertaining too. Still haven't started. Maybe I'll wait till the end and I'll I'll binge it because yeah. I still got that Westworld to catch up on. There's too many things happening mm-hmm. and not enough time, Dan. Not enough time. No. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want me to do the more boring video game we're, thing? We're doing that, but first, Dan, I have to talk about something briefly. Okay. Something briefly. Okay. So, uh, I think to myself often, what time period should I have been born in? The Victorian age, where my sullen white skin would put me above in class and stature. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, you know, maybe the ancient Greeks, where I could philosophize. and Yes, be stabbed. <laughs> in the, yeah. Of course, yes. <laughs> but then I realize, even with all the suffering in the world right now, all the things that are happening bad we've grown up when splatoon 3 and xenoblade 3 have come out at the same time yes. so it is a glorious age to live in i'm i'm literally the sabrina spellman meme where she's eating the pancakes dan i'm spoiled for choice <laughs> yeah I, uh, well okay that that this that line of dialogue went a different way than i was thinking yeah. but uh, you know but you you have seemed to thoroughly enjoy the both fact of those that games. we get these two at the same time dan it's it's a lot but i'm loving it like mm-hmm. i'm switching back and forth you know me i usually stick with one thing until it's done and mm-hmm. then we have bayonetta three is it the year of threes dan <laughs> uh, well yeah rule of threes yeah, but uh, but each is glorious i just finished uh chapter three in xenoblade i'm 60 hours in mm-hmm. taking my sweet time doing all the side quests before i progress through the main story and it got me again and that's not even the fucked up chapter apparently because these yeah. little kids in their 10th year are dealing with existentialism going what happens after you die and it a, was a lot. Yeah, seems like a lot for <laughs> yeah. Xenoblade, but I again I haven't played since the first one, yeah. so. And then in Splatoon, you got a, a Fry, Shiver, and Big Man as thieves in the the Splatlands, but I think they're they're hiding their hearts mm-hmm. <laughs> up their sleeves. I think they're what? So they like street toughs? Like well, they're they're, they're they're the main opponents in the story mode. Okay. Yeah. They're like running like a, yeah. a like an underground. Splat. No, they're thieves. They're thieves. They're okay. just they're <laughs> bandits and they're trying to steal things, but we don't know what they're stealing. There's a big rocket that we don't know about. I don't know what's happening, Dan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's furry people. I I don't know. Like a giant splat, or like a paint rocket. No, or, I don't know. It's just, just a, no. It's a legit NASA rocket okay. that's sitting in the. <laughs> no, we don't know where it goes until the end. Grant, we don't know why it's there. Grant comes into play finally yeah, i'm sure grant will have more but it's the time i highly recommend both of these games mm-hmm. i will be sure that dan plays xenoblade before i kick the bucket in my life of course i'll be watching over your shoulder of course yep uh yeah well yeah inevitably i'll get to to, to that mm-hmm. i, I guess i want to play two first too yeah um, well mm, <laughs> yeah well, I, mm. well, if well, if I don't have to, you I don't could. Have to. Mm, it depends because you might love to, but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like to. Uh, yeah, that's what I've yeah. noticed. 
Um, what was I going to say? Oh, know. well, in terms of Switch, I'm still loving Death Store. Oh, good. I'm working to 100% it. Mm. I'm, uh, I think I'm, I'm at the final boss. Wow. Um, but you're encouraged to go and get all the extra things that you haven't found yet. Um, very challenging game, but very, f- it's so comfy. Mm. God, I have just, like, shut my brain off and enjoyed, just fall in love with that game this That's week. That's great. <laughs> I'm happy. Very good. Mm. Um, it has like a very, uh, you know, it, it has like like a like a comedic little cute take on like a Souls plot mm-hmm. where you know it builds like a conflict with like a previous warrior who has uh, let themselves get corrupted <laughs> over time. It's it's just it's just quality. Mm. I I still highly recommend that. Yes. Um. But if you approve... I think you should do the boring one first. Yeah, I'll, yep. I'll do the boring one. Yep. Uh, this this past week, uh, a PlayStation State of Play happened uh, the day after a certain other uh, video game showcase. Uh, Jonathan didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> and I forced Dad to watch it. <laughs> uh, but under the podcast, I'm contractually obligated. Yeah, I said, pull your weight, Dan. I, I, I you know, so last Stop night... Stop doodling. Stop doodling. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, you know, I so I put it on last night, and I'm here to recap the PlayStation State of Play. Great. <laughs> little, um, little kazoo plays. <laughs> uh, so, uh, one thing was a game called Sin Duality. Uh, you're mm-hmm. a dude in a sort of what looks like a ghost in the shell type little yeah, mech. It looked it looked okay. Yeah, and and you have like uh, an anime girl hologram who is the CPU of that mech and mm-hmm. you got to go around an open world. I would assume an open world do some everything. digging yep. uh do some fighting, fight other enemy mechs, gather resources, build bases, things like that. Looks interesting. Uh another one was Stellar Blade, previously mm-hmm. called Project Eve. Um, that looks like a hack and slash game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play as a as a lady. Um, there's people in a sleep machine, like a Matrix sleep machine, and I got nothing else from the plot besides I, it that. Looks good. Yeah, it does it look looks good. good. I just don't know what's going on. It seems like a platinum game. It seems like Bayonetta near esque. So yeah. I mean, it'll be good quality, I'm sure. But like you said, I have no idea what's happening. I, I think that that's the best comparison. Uh, there were some. PS5 uh, VR things. <laughs> I think it was Star Wars one, and then a little D and D inspired monster fighting game. That looks cute. It does, but I wouldn't strap that thing on my head though. Uh, no, no, certainly not. Until um, Nintendo next system is like a, a a USB installation chip. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. I think it opened with something else. It opens with Tekken, but I thought it was Street Fighter. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's, I didn't know. No, that was literally it. It opened with Tekken. Uh, with Tekken seven, eight, <laughs> and no, Tekken eight because the chain forms a forms an eight. Um, it was Hihachi fighting Jin, and notably, to their credit, this was not like a pre-rendered cutscene. This was in-game footage yeah. of a fight and it looked like a movie so that's that's impressive mm-hmm. i have only dabbled slightly in tekken over the years but it looks really cool yeah um and then we got um more god of war yes yep. uh god of war ragnarok got a trailer the boy is growing up very good uh i actually need to finish the first one mm. Um, but I might do that in the month that we yeah. have. Well, you'll have time. There's not many games coming. There's no games <laughs> for PS5. Um, there are no games. Uh, I, I think the closest thing that 
uh, in terms of like a PS5 game, for me, might be Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people have been iffy about whether or not that'll be good. I, I'm excited because it seems to be from a similar team that did like, you know, the Arkham games. Um, but hopefully it doesn't lean too much into the multiplayer stuff. Uh, Oddly enough, Sonic Frontiers is getting positive Mm. buzz. Sakurai played it, and he's like, I'm okay with this. So, we'll see. Um, But yeah, God of War Ragnarok got pretty awesome trailer. Ends with him facing off against Thor. Uh, Like, the level of detail that you can see is pretty awesome mm-hmm. like I, I i think people were pointing out that as thor is running forwards you can see the ice breaking in the exact spot where his weight hits cool uh a lot of cool shit like that mm-hmm. um so i do need to finish the first one i'm very close to so i might again do that in the intervening time that we have uh other than that i'm just kind of waiting on ports and such <laughs> yeah. for the next couple months and then pokemon mm. um but yeah, that was I th- the I think the main point of it was to get the God of War trailer out. Yeah. Um but we did have a more exciting showcase. We this did. Week. They went head to head in Nintendo One, I would say. Nintendo mm-hmm. Direct was surprise announced. We knew it was coming, but we did not get most of the information that was predicted. No. So it was a unique and wonderful surprise for some things. Yes. Um, I initially watched later because I was working, pounding the pavement hard at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked not to be spoiled, but of course Twitter spoiled one thing for me, that Tales of Symphonia is getting a remaster. Yes. And that is the best Tales game. I was deep in my... Um, I was almost tempted to buy a GameCube version of it, which is very, very high in price right mm-hmm. now. Thank goodness I waited out. Um, I, I think you would check out that game. It's good, it's a classic, it's a, a fun introduction to the Tales series, especially since I'm just down off of Tales of Arise, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tales of Symphonia is the one that snagged a lot of people into the fandom. Yeah, well, and I I never played it. You but... could be Lloyd Irving. Yeah, but no, but I, that, I'm excited, because I remember back in the day, I would always I would always get the Nintendo Power magazines. Yeah, and it would always have Tales on it. it. I remember always so many issues So much yep. Tales of Symphonia shit was in that magazine, and it's like, it feels like a thing that I never experienced, so mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. That yep. was probably one of my favorite parts of that Direct. Yeah, it was a surprise, and it wasn't even in the Direct, I don't think. I think it was just announced... It might have been in the... No, it was in the Direct. It did, yeah, I got a little uh, trailer. Yeah, yeah. Tiny um, trailer. The next thing that might or might not have been in the Direct is Persona 5 is coming. Mm-hmm. Persona 5 Royal is coming to the Switch, and I will take every opportunity to scream from the mountain that you need to play that game, especially now that it's portable. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be addictive, it's wonderful, it is a literal anime that you play out. Uh, the Atlas is always teasing that Persona 6 news is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's another Persona Fest coming where usually we don't get anything, but maybe this time we'll get Persona 6. Yeah. Just teased, but Persona 5 was definitely a great game. So nice, I played it twice, and I will soon play it thrice. Yes. I, I'm i going to actually complete it on the Switch. Yeah. And so. then you'll have 4 and 3 also available down the line, too. Which I'm also excited for. Yeah. 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 Uh, next, uh, I'm going out of order, mind you. There were more Mario Kart tracks being announced for December, including Peach Gardens, a classic from the <laughs> DS version, one of my favorite tracks, and then a holiday festive one for the holiday festive release. Mm-hmm. I don't play Mario Kart unless you and Grant are also in the room, mm-hmm. but it's nice to know that we have them. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've dabbled up. Uh... <laughs> That wasn't sarcastic. Yeah. That was a real cough. Yeah. Mm. Um, I have played it actually online with people a yeah, few times. It's, good, it's, it's good. and it's it's uh, it's still good. 
I think we're entitled to those deals. Are we? In, do we get yeah, those? Yeah, we, the... we get that through the Nintendo Switch Online Family Plan or whatever they call it. Oh, and I got to reference that because oh. we're getting oh, uh, we're yeah. getting both stadiums. Um, can you imagine, Dan, how much we ate this <laughs> this direct? Yeah, it was a feast. <laughs> we're getting both stadiums. We get Goldeneye. Get Goldeneye. We're getting all of the Mario parties, parties. I liked. <laughs> it, all of them. They're all there, and it's oh. it's like. Um, I was so excited. I, I the Pokemon State, especially oh, we're Pokemon definitely Stadium. Definitely playing some Mario Party. <laughs> yeah, no, those are the ones I love. Yeah. Those are the ones Two? that I, I the can't one where get they're in costumes. Of. I can't yeah. get enough of that one. It, it, I, I think it was one of those that had like that super complicated like the battle space system station. three. Oh no, that was two. That yeah, was two. Yep. It was. Uh, it was. Oh my god! Because yeah, you're in little astronaut suits. I remember with the beam that fires diagonally across the stage. That's the, in the new one too, but yeah. but it would be good to play the classic. You know, I but I was I was just so pleased with that with that news, mm-hmm. and people were like, "I can't believe I can't transfer my Pokemon to Stadium." Like, guys, yeah, guys, it's Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. It's yeah. it's just take first what we two get. Pokemon stadiums. <laughs> don't, don't, it's it's don't you know, bite the hand that feeds us. <laughs> whatever, just you know, you, you, people never people barely ever used. It. Well, I actually I don't know, mm. but it, it, I, I think they were testing out a means to connect you know uh Online. pokemon home yep, yep, yep. to it uh similar to what the gba or the the game boy color pack yeah. used to be yeah. able to do but apparently they're not going to be able to do that um i think down the line they'll make a new stadium and we'll just hope that it's not like pokemon battle revolution which i bought and i was like oh why did i buy this yeah uh, i didn't like that game yeah but i i uh, by themselves those two games are just i'm gonna i'm gonna sink so much time yeah. into and just those. to hear the announcer <laughs> Charizard yeah. uses flamethrower. Hung on by the skin of his teeth. <laughs> yeah. So, and the mini games. The, the mini excellent games. mini games. They took the time to showcase that chance. The Lickitung so. sushi. Oh. Yeah, it's just, just bring me just back. Great. So much nostalgia. Mm. Uh next, and you know, not in order of importance, Kirby Return to Dreamland is getting a remake. Mm-hmm. Um on the Switch. That's a good Kirby game. I'm gonna go out and say it. I don't like this DDD design. I like him cute. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like I, it's not it's not even Crystal Shard's design. It's um it's uh, bad box art DDD. No, no, no. <laughs> it's Forgotten Land design. Mm-hmm. And I get why they did that. That's the most recent asset they had. Mm-hmm. They're go- I I'm not a fan of that DDD. He needs to be cuter. He, looks he needs like a, a neck. He looks like a doot doot. Yeah, it does look like a doot doot bird, <laughs> which he did originally, but it looked better on the Nintendo 64 than it does here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks good. I would recommend that too. If you don't already play it, I won't be purchasing it again because mm-hmm. it's not like they're adding much. They are giving it like a fresh coat of paint and a new mecha ability and some mini games, which mm-hmm. are great. But you know, Kirby. Of course. It, apparently, this was the year of Kirby. They announced that in like a past direct, and they really paid out on that. They did. Yeah, yeah. they gave us a lot of Kirby news. I'd say so. Yep. Um, next, what should I say next? Bayonetta 3, looking good, Mm -hmm. coming out soon, can't wait, fun combat, platinum style guns, it's it's amazing. She's got casual wear. She always excited about that. She always does. And now you're playing as like someone else. I'm still convinced they're doing like an everything everywhere all at once alternate timeline thing that's Mm going to be a reveal, which will be cool. Mm -hmm. Bayonetta never misses. One and two are excellent. Mm -hmm. I assume three will be just as excellent. Of course. Um... And what to do next? Oh, all right. So they started off with new Fire Emblem. Engage. And I love it. I think that I was one of... I liked Three Houses, but in my heart of hearts, it wasn't my fave. Uh, It was too long. It was too meaty for me. Uh, There were four separate storylines, and we know how I feel about that in Project Triangle Strategy. 
Uh-huh. It's just a lot of the same game over and over. I also can't do that. So I feel bad not 100%ing them. I only go through, like, the main storyline, and then maybe down the docket of my life I'll return to them. Yeah, I only did the main story. Yeah. I, but I then there's a fourth DLC path there is, yeah, that the, I want to do, but apparently the, that's the hard one. So the I have shadow to goobs more. Yeah. in the basement or whatever the fuck yeah. it was. But, yeah, I just remember that because that was a controversy within our group yeah. that I sided against uh, Lizard mm-hmm. Pope. Yeah. So. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, you signed up for um, extermination of an entire race, Stan. <laughs> so, Genocide. It was, if I remember correctly. Um, and then John chose Happy Deers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it does reflect our personality traits. Um, but it looks good. It mm. looks, I, you know... It's got the Altier... Uh, not, uh, Atelier series people on it. Mm-hmm. And they're great at animation, so it looks very pretty and cartoony and anime. I like this look more. It pops. It does. Yeah. It pops a lot more, and it seems like the maps pop a lot yeah. more, I think. And it seems smaller, too, which I also love. It, it feels classic to me. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. no, that's what I was going to say, because mm-hmm. people have been pointing it out that the map looks, uh, you know, like, more classic-styled. Uh, that's how it seems like a lot of Fire Emblem veterans are, are pleased about that. Yeah. Um, and then you get to play as Crest Coon, as the internet is calling him, after the toothpaste crest. In Pepsi, yeah. Pepsi Crest Pepsi Coon. Yeah. Uh... But both good design. They stand yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I, I like them both. I like I like the concept of how they're using engage as battle. But then the main thing, the main conceit is you put on rings, mm-hmm. so I can get engaged to Marth. You say? <laughs> well, yeah, because we should note you yeah. can summon the older yeah. characters. Yeah, and very such, put so. Ike in there, which I think he's a definite. I'm sold. Yeah, I'm already sold. Who of am course. I kidding? Yeah. It's it's a Fire Emblem. I love that series, and it's gooberness. Yeah. I wish they would cut a little bit back on the romance sim, but it's part of the charm of the series now. It's what saved it in Awakening. So if it's in there, I won't complain. Arguably, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, very good. I'm looking at that. Uh, all right. Our next Splatfest was announced for next week. Uh, so next Saturday, I will be booking it with the Woomy Boys. Mm-hmm. At least at night, maybe in the morn. And Dan, the Splatfest theme is What Would You Bring to a Deserted Islet? Island. Oh, yeah, okay, I did see yes. this. Yeah. Being gear, grub, or fun. Which one would you pick? Gear, grub, or fun? Uh. This is difficult. Is it? I. Three of the Woomy Boys decided immediately only one was unsure. I honestly, I can't tell from a gut instinct what the three of you would pick. Hmm. I don't... And that's why we ask on this podcast. My heart says gear or grub. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have you know, those were the two debates. No one picked fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you gotta, you gotta we can survive. Make our, we can make our own fun. <laughs> yeah, you, no. Uh, yeah, that's the... I mean, what the fuck are you gonna... Like, you know, you're not gonna be able to... Well, the meme in Splatoon is, I'm gonna eat playing cards. <laughs> That's that's what Team Fun is saying. I can eat playing cards. Yeah, so it it's like I uh, you know so uh, on the one hand I do need my gear to relax, uh, and and do things. Um, on the other hand, if my blood sugar dips, I'm gonna be pretty crabby. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be able to function without grub. Well, the conceits from one of our sides was with gear you could get food. Okay, I'll, I'll pick gear then. Oh, Dan, you've chosen wrong. Only John Farouk picked gear. The rest of us, Matt, Grant, and I, immediately picked grub. I, whatever. And John said, we'll have gear, we can get food. And we were like, well, you can eat your shovel and we'll have pizza. <laughs> 
and since it was a vote of three to one, he has to join Team Grub anyway. It's beautiful, Dan, how our system works. He can trade you some iron ore for that the pizza. The thing was, John was, I'm gonna, John said, he had a whole list of facts to try and convince Macabre, and me and Grants went, of all of us, Matt is most Grub. This is serious business. <laughs> Yeah, the I yeah I, I I remember seeing it in passing, or I saw it when it was in the direct, and then I uh, I saw another fake one going around that was like a toilet paper roll facing front, facing yep. back, or not wiping. <laughs> I don't wipe so. my ass. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Bobby, it's not cringe to think the base. <laughs> <laughs> so good the con- memes are yeah. flowing. I always love the content yeah. that comes out around it. Splatoon is great. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, so we're picking Team Grub. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we'll win because I'm getting similar vibes to Team Scissors of last Splatfest. Mm-hmm. But we'll have fun nonetheless. The Woomy Boys don't play to win. We play for the experience. Of course. Yeah. Uh, check out Splatoon. Uh, next thing on my list, I guess we could talk about how Miyamoto tried to fake us out with Pikmin. <laughs> I completely forgot that. I, I, I can compl- okay. forget that. Yeah. Okay. That was that was a ride because that, that mobile app, what is it called? Pikmin Go, Pikmin Walk, Pikmin Bloom, Pikmin, Pikmin Bloom, yeah, has been out for weeks. And if Miyamoto showed up in his cute little Pikmin shirt, which was available for purchase on the Nintendo Store immediately after the direct, mm-hmm. and said, "That's all I have to show you," oh, there would have been blood in the streets. <laughs> well, because well, yeah, but it was even then it was because he he started with like, oh yeah, the Mario movie is still happening. Mm. Yep. It'll 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 be in spring. I have now Pikmin Bloom, yep. and then he then he was talking about it, yep. and I was like, okay, is that Which, gonna be it? I, I get it. Miyamoto's like, this is a health conscious thing that we need at the moment. It's like a stress free walking game that I would probably love because I walk a lot. Mm-hmm. I go on walks every day. I would download this, but I'm against mobile of all forms. Yes, um, that's just me. And I mean, do you want to? What happened after Dad? Well, uh, what did he do? Well, uh, he he was. It's uh, like, well, it's been it's been a number of years since uh, this was brought up, but uh, I think a new Pikmin adventure is on the way. It's and, been on the way and seven we, years, and we got a, a shot of a little abandoned park, yeah, uh, populated by Pikmin. Yeah, and bo- no Pikmin were seen, only Bulborbs, Dan. Oh, okay, that's... we didn't see Pikmin, so we're not sure if Pikmin are in this game. Yeah, it's, it's no Pikmin. <laughs> There's been no confirmation yet. Um, but Pikmin 4 is yeah, happening. At last. And John Farouk breathed a sigh of relief. He's been waiting for Pikmin 4 every direct. Yes. And now he'll get to eat eventually down the line, I suppose. Yeah. Well, he does. He deserves it after mm. a little bit. Because yep. I, I get the sense that Pikmin fans have felt uh, <laughs> yeah. sad for yep. a bit. Uh, we got more Jonathan news with good Xenoblade DLC again. Xenoblade DLC has always been prime. And wonderful, always adding like 60 hours to the game. We get a new hero this time. It comes in batches. Mm-hmm. So this new hero is like a uh, machine girl, probably in reference to Xenoblade 2, where you had Poppy, who was a machine girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks cool. I love this DLC. And since I'm taking so long going through the game, I could play with her the first time around. You're going to get a lot of mileage out of, uh, yeah. I, you're you're going to... I, I yeah. got to bring it up. <laughs> it's the best purchase. I Come over to the dark side, Dad. I was once a Xenoblade non-believer, and now I won't shut no, up I'm about it. No, I'm happy that you're... Well, I, well it's gonna, that's going to be me with Pokemon. When yeah, it, it, yeah. Like, I'm going to... That's going to be multiple days mm-hmm. invested. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... Yeah. I, I guess I should also shout out, um, be, because I, uh... My soul bears this burden. Mm-hmm. We got like four 
farming sims. Oh yeah, announced. we got a remake of the Harvest Moon, which goes by Story of Seasons now, and that yes. game is good. Well, okay, to clarify, because yeah. this is actually this is I'm not this is not the. Uh, yeah. Uh, one-upsmanship. This is a genuinely interesting trivia fact for anyone who is not aware of it. Um, when, uh, like, the franchise has always existed in Japan that as as story of seasons. It's okay. like uh, I didn't you know, know that. Yep. It's it's something that sounds similar to Animal Crossing's Japanese name, but it's uh, it, it's Doken like Yetsu, something like that. <laughs> but it has always been story of seasons in in Japan. Um, what we know is Harvest Moon has mm-hmm. always been that Story there. Of seasons. So when it came time for Nintendo to bring that to the West, there was this weird arrangement with the studio, I believe, that did like the English translation. Was it Mifune? I don't remember. Yeah. And and they they titled it Harvest Moon. They gave those characters those names, but because of how it was set up, that company owns the copyrights for the name Harvest Moon and then the names of all of the recurring villagers that that Harvest Moon used. Mm. So, eventually they lost the rights to the game itself, but kept the name. And they've kept pumping out games under the title Harvest Moon that are not developed by the same people and I think have been received less well. Mm. Um, But Story of Seasons is the true one. Yeah. Uh, that we are finally just getting as Story of Seasons yeah, it here. It looks gorgeous. If it I does. had time for a farm sim, this would be the one I pick. It looks so comfy. Yeah. We it, got that Harvestelia from Square Enix as well, which is more action combat farm sim. Uh, what other farm sims did we get? There were a few. We got that Disney one that just came out. Yeah. Apparently is good. It looks... I, I hear it's no. I hear nothing but good things about it. I just don't have. I have. I have babies to take care of. I Dad. was afraid to bring it up because yeah. I felt I would get mocked. No, I've seen I, would, nothing. I felt no, that no, the no, crowd no, would no. throw tomatoes at me. Never but fear. It, if you want to date Wally, you can. Uh, that's all I've ever <laughs> yeah. wanted. But it, it looked like I'm like this looks good. Okay, yeah. like you know. But that is is as a farming sim, and then uh, there was that other one that that does the Stardew Valley thing of like. You farm, but you can also go into dungeons and fight mm-hmm. monsters. And I think there was a a fourth one that was a similar fight. Uh, the Cycle of Death one. Oh, the yeah. Death Season, yeah. whatever it was. Is like that Harvestelia? I thought that was Harvestelia. It, Maybe that could be Harvestelia. They all kind of... Yeah. And my memory is... But, yeah. you know, it, 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 there's like two like that, then Harvest Moon, yeah. and then... Not Harvest Moon, Story of Seasons, mm-hmm. and then... The Disney one. Yep, we got more Crisis Core news. It's coming still. It is. So be happy about that, Final Fantasy fans. Apparently, we get a Final Fantasy 16 trailer soon. I hear. Which would be cool. Yep. It's been it's been a while. So. Yep. Uh, Then the thing that took the direct for me before the last thing. Uh I it came out of nowhere. I was surprised. Octopath Traveler two. Yes. And then that other game that I won't play, every various everyday life or whatever they won't play. <laughs> the, oh, that was the other farming yeah. sim. That's, oh, that's yeah. the... I said no. The, it's a pass. Even though I, I'm a ride or die for, like, all the Bravely adjacent series, yeah. I won't play that. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the other, because it's, it, it, it's yeah. like a, what is it? It's like everyday... Various everyday life or something like that. It's in the font of yeah. Project Octopath yeah. Traveler. Okay. But Octopath Traveler 2, I still have to do the final... I have to grind in Octopath 2. I'm at, like, level 70. I need to be level 99 to face these creatures that are too high a level for me. Mm -hmm. So that's going to take time. And then I have to do, like, the tail end last final 
everyone comes together storyline in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game was good. It seems like they've listened to our pleas and added a more cohesive experience where the characters actually interact with one another mm-hmm. throughout their storylines, which seems great. And it looks gorgeous. They have that 2.5D animated train. And I was like, yes. Dan Ryan is going to be a puddle by the end of this trailer. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm still loving Live Alive. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I mean, I'm happy Octopath Traveler 2 is coming. I, I love that series. The music is great. The visuals are wonderful. But now that we have Octopath Traveler 2, maybe you want to work on Final Fantasy VI Remake? I'm just uh, throwing it out there. It would sell billions. <laughs> It, it would, yeah. I keep forgetting that that was... Because oh. that was tease. No. Was it, it wasn't. It was just leak. It was There was a leak that they were going to... They... There was a leak, but there's it was that or nine, which I'm fine with both. I love both. Okay. Yeah. I love nine. I love six. They're the two best Final Fantasies, in my opinion. Um, but I really want six. Six is the game that... That's the Final Fantasy for me. Of it's course. It's got opera in it. <laughs> what did we get the, the 2.5? Was that for... Dragon Quest. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, we got to look forward to that, yes, too. Yes, yes. And then the last thing, unless you remember anything else, we got another teaser for Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And this game is going to wreck me again, isn't it? Just like the first Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild, this one's going to... It's going to be the next Xenoblade 3, I'm sure. <laughs> Breath of the Wild was such a delightful time yeah, sink. Yeah. Like, I I did my best I'll to like, get I'll always remember that game. Like, yeah. Which is crazy, because Wind Waker is on a very high pedestal, which we did not see Wind Waker or Twilight Princess, just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll still see them down the line at some point, because usually when Nintendo sees people freaking out about things, we like, here. Yeah. And I gotta feel like those two are in the Disney vault. They're yeah. like, yeah. they're right there, they're mm-hmm. just waiting to... Yeah. Until there's a, 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 a dip. Li- yeah. Linkapalooza, whatever the fuck, <laughs> in, until that, that'll be, yeah. you know. But, but Tears of the Kingdom, we got... We got what looks like a lot of Skyward Sword vibes. And it looks, it's beautiful. It, yeah. yeah. It's gorgeous. We could tell that... I I remember that first trailer where I wasn't feeling Breath of the Wild, but then they had the Zelda Japanese voice actress, like, crying. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm sold. So if there's more tears in this game... Oof. I, I'm yeah. in for the long haul for this one. And remember, based on that original trailer, we're getting Ganondorf yeah. in some capacity. Yeah. Or we're Agamem getting... or whatever his name is, Vati. Oh, yeah. I don't know. There's other Zelda villains that they can bring into this, but it, it looks gorgeous. It feels like it's even bigger than it was before because now we have Sky and Land. And free passage between them, it yeah, seems. Link's never been hotter, so... <laughs> it, it, like it, I, I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll... Yeah. I mean... I think that experience is going to hold up by itself, mm-hmm. and then I would be—I would also be very happy if we did get some of those, like, uh, even you know, be it ports of like Wind Waker and Twilight I, Princess. I think it's inevitable, or even going to happen, like cutesy remakes of stuff like what they did with Link's Awakening. Yeah, I think they might have a 2.5D if they did that with Link to the Past. Nintendo doesn't need to ever make money again. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would. I think I'll be paying them till I die. <laughs> A combination of stuff like that would be would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, but nonetheless, Nintendo won, if that wasn't obviously true. At least in our hearts. Yeah. There's actual games to play here. There is actual games. And they're coming. Consistently. It's, mm. um... I, I, I feel like there's stuff for the... Tunic. Oh yeah, Tunic. Tunic is also Which was coming. the shortest version exclusive... Uh, shortest uh, as a console exclusive I ever did see. Yeah. 
It was like two weeks. It was. It began in the summer, and then it was like, oh, well, here you go. That's yeah. another perfect game for the Switch. So it is. Yep. Oh, that's that's what I forgot to. I apologize. I got to dip oh, no, back into uh, PlayStation mm-hmm. for a second. We also got uh, a, a weird game announced called Pacific Drive. I, I which wouldn't know. is um. Oh yeah, that's like the drive across country. With, like, weird time-space shit happening. Yeah, you'd like that. Yeah, it looks... That that's, seems that's up my up alley. alley. I gotta... Yeah. So look into that if you haven't, but it If you it, haven't played, there's a game called Kentucky Route Zero that you might love. I have not. Yeah. So. Hmm. Check that out. I of mean, my Dan recommendations have been <laughs> out of the park recently, so... I, I, I have to... I have to agree, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't work on the tangent this week. I was too busy, Dad. That's fine. I actually just have a very... Because we, we had a lot of news to cover. We I do. Have, I had a very scant housekeeping okay. matter. Okay. Well, uh, two things. Um, lately, I have been going back through the old prompts that you gave me uh, to finally get started on mm-hmm. several of those. Uh, yesterday, I managed to put up our little bird, Cortify. Uh, that was a prompt that you gave to me. That was like one of the first ones that I received. Uh, he's finally done. Uh, so I, I don't forget any of these because they're all in a big stupid spreadsheet. So I've seen I, it. I'm getting, uh, you know, I'm getting, I'm going back through them. Um, but in terms of some some housekeeping things, uh, many moons ago, you suggested a Geodude regional form mm-hmm. and a Golurk regional form, mm-hmm. and I come to you with two ideas for how those two could be represented for your approval. Okay. Uh. Perhaps as the signature mon for our uh, archaeologist Colonel Mustard guy, yeah. uh, for Geodude, I was thinking of making him a groundwater clay Pokemon. Awesome. Love uh, that. Like, little little clay ball Geodude with, like, a puddle on his head turns into, like, a river canyon graveler, mm-hmm. and then a sculpted, like, water jug Goltwoman. I love that. That's cool. Like, a, like an ancient... Yeah. It could be, like, Kappa, pottery. too. Like, yes. You could throw in a lot of things there. Exactly. Very um, good. So, I was thinking of doing that. Uh, and you thought of that all yourself? I did. I did. <laughs> Hooked I must... on phonics is really pulling through. It is. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like training the hyperbolic. I've only been hooked on chronic. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an old joke. <laughs> for an old soul. That's an though. ancient one. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, for uh, Golurk and Golet. We already have a lot of statues. We yeah, have more statues I, that, coming. That I've noticed. I'm sorry. But, you know, I, I like a good statue. No, you like a good statue. Yeah, I'm That's, Catholic. I, li- I love a good statue. But I'm not <laughs> saying that in a bad way. Because the statues that we have coming, I, I, I sent you a few ideas. We got Nose Pass and Meditite coming yes. in statue form. Yes. I'm very excited to do those. Um, and several others. So... For the sake of weirdness, mm-hmm. um, I thought that one option for a regional Golurk could be, like, a Big Daddy diving suit. Oh, like a diving bell? Oh, yeah. that's great. A I little, love that. A little Golet diving yes. bell. And then he evolves into Like a... BB's bathosphere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then he evolves into a big Captain Cutler diving oh, suit. I love that. Um, and I figured it would play into it because Golurk was was ground ghost and he could uh, he could fly. Mm. And then I was thinking maybe this one could be steel ghost, yeah. but he can dive. He can yeah. swim. Like, he has, like... We don't Maybe he has give... an ability that prevents the water weakness. Yes. 
Well, he wouldn't have one anyway. Oh, it, steel's not water? Steel's not weak to water, no. It's not? No. Where have I been? Um, but I figured we would give him an ability <laughs> that, like, boosts his power in water to, to you know, mm. uh, since he's, like, just a diving suit. Um, or it, or it no, could literally I, I be... Love, I love that idea. He could be steel water. I, I can. That's why I swing that stuff by you. Mm-hmm. It's up to you. Whatever but, you um, wish. I mean, those were two brilliant ideas, Dan. I figured haunting diving suit is, like, yeah. our, it fits, fits with our We tropes. can have the Scooby-Doo reference. <laughs> so... The ghost of Captain Cutler. <laughs> yeah, so so with your approval. Oh, I approve. The stamp has dropped. Okay, good. So those are th- those are those are coming, and of course our water starter is also coming. Yes, he's I've, the trickiest one. He is, but uh, he's almost done. I will have something to show soon. Uh, I was just happy to finally get Bird out because yeah. Bird has been agonizing well, you did, for me. You did a good job, Dan. <laughs> um, Here's a cookie. And there's a few others. I, I want to try to bring these up to a better standard. Yeah. No, um, you've been ex- you've been exceeding expectations, Dan. So uh, we'll we'll have we'll have plenty to showcase soon. Um, the only thing I can draw is focus. So. <laughs> draw the eyes of a crowd. <laughs> uh, well, without further ado, shall we get this roast to cooking, Dan? Uh, I'd say so. All right. So, of course, we're beginning our venture to the 26-episode series that is Oran High School Host Club, a classic of classic classic for Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and maybe even you out there who might have not seen it. A la Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, today, the drawing board is the host club meeting room notes board. So he's adorned with many a rose. He smells a perfume. Yeah, he's, he's wearing a, a school uniform. He's a lot happier than he has been in a while. Well, so that's... on the surface, he's happy, but oh. there, are... <laughs> <laughs> there may be a deeper pool to draw from, from the drawing board's uh, past as the series goes on. Today, he's happy. Okay, <laughs> like, like, okay, okay. There's no sadness today. Only happy. Um, but I will say there is a gut punch at the end of this series, so mm-hmm. we're building up to that point. Okay. Um, but why this anime? Why Oren High School Host Club? Uh, it's one of the originals for getting me into anime. While Dan was watching Dragon Ball Z, I was watching this Princess Tutu, Revolutionary Girl Utena, and, you know, the other series that we mentioned, Sailor Moon specifically, mm-hmm. on this podcast. And this is kind of the last one, and I... I said it before going into it, it hasn't aged as good as I might hope in mm-hmm. this rewatch that I've been taking notes to. So I don't think you're going to get the same reaction I did out of Jojo the first time, but I stand to be surprised. Mm-hmm. So don't let that cloud your judgment too much. I'm just saying there are a few things in this anime for a couple episodes, which I do mention that have not aged well at all. Okay. Uh, this anime deals with a lot of gender breaking of gender norms. It definitely was a um, a series that did a lot of those first. Mm-hmm. So it's still finding its footing, especially in the modern age. Without this, we probably wouldn't have series like Princess Jellyfish, or it feels so, kind of fruit, fruits basket esque. So like, so like progressive steps forward, but with problematic. Yes. Okay. Definitely yeah. that. And we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But let's see if this hurt hold, uh, holds up nowadays. I was returning to this. This is like a perfect summertime watch since summer is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. But now it's back to school season. So it, it is also back to fits. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We're going back to school. Uh, so the drawing board has handed me a rose of information. Oh, I pricked my thumb on it. But <laughs> That's <laughs> let's a bad read sign. it anyway. Yeah. Um, Oran High School Host Club is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Bisco Hatu. 
Laboratory and serialized in Haku Sensha's La La magazine between September 2002 and November 2010 issues. The series follows Haruhi Fujioka, a scholarship student at Oron Academy, and the other members of the popular host club. The romantic comedy focuses on the relationship within and outside the club and satirizes the cliches and stereotypes that endure the shoujo manga. So, okay. fun time. Okay. Uh, the manga has been adapted into a series of audio dramas, a Japanese television drama series, a 2012 live-action film adaptation, a visual novel PS2 slash Nintendo 3DS game by Idea Factory, and for the topic of this podcast, an animated 2006 television series, 26 episodes in total, directed by Takuya Igarashi and produced by Bones, who did Full Metal Alchemist, and most recently, My Hero Academia. Right. So it's the same team. You're going to see a lot of the similar, or hear a lot of the similar voices mm-hmm. throughout all of these series. Okay. Okay. Um, generally, really positive reviews across the board from sources, to be quoted, uh, for being a fun, comedic, and sometimes poignant series that is a spin on the harem Fujoshi genre. Uh, features a predominantly male cast and suggestive LGBTQ plus subtexts uh, designed to appeal to gay relationship loving, aka shipping fangirls who are obsessed with moe. Mm-hmm. And they do do that tongue in cheek. They do point it out mm-hmm. so they know what they're mocking and they do it in a way that's not blaringly, you know, oh, they're coming for our throats. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, Haruhi's gender ambivalent presence, which pushes against more traditional female shoujo roles, is a big part of the overall narrative, especially as it relates to the young woman the host club caters to. But the young men also challenge the stereotypical roles male characters play in a traditional teen-oriented fantasy romance. Their over-the-top personalities and antics also serve as fronts to hide their own complex life stories. Dan, this is trope the series. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be pointing out tropes, they point out their own tropes constantly. Uh It's as if you're world is in real life <laughs> uh, or on high school host club which was originally released in 2006 and first aired in the united states in 2009 has an important place in japanese popular culture because it set the standard for the genre much of the narrative still works today but some of the lgbtq plus related humor feels a bit dated at times the overall innuendo is a little over the top for young western teens even though a lot of it will go over their heads but it's entertaining and it reveals how japanese manga and anime storytellers have pushed the envelope and evolved this is according to cs media um according to black girl nerds it's watching each character learn and change that makes watching the anime so much fun and so rewarding it may also teach you about yourself in some ways just by watching these characters learn new things about themselves or realize things that they'd never noticed before so, you know, we're, we're going to have a new group of goobers to love here. Of course. And I'm going to need to know your favorite host as the series goes on. Grant and I have our own. <laughs> uh, general rating of 8.2 out of 10 from my anime list. Uh, the opening theme, Sakura Kiss, English version, and by Christine Sa, episodes 1, 2, 3, 6. Uh, and then Sakura Kiss by Chaiko Kawabe. Uh, this, I haven't mentioned this. This dub is pretty iconic because it stays true to form while adding things. Mm-hmm. It's a very close parallel to what we're going to see when I do Skate the Infinity right after this. Mm-hmm. Good English dubs. It's got a star-studded cast, um, you know, that we'll experience as we watch along the way. Um, a lot of people prefer the dub over the sub, too, because even though the humor is dated, when you were watching in the time period, it felt very current and now, as if they had their finger on the pulse. Of course. This is, um, in the original, the original Japanese cast has the guy who voiced, uh, mm-hmm. Silen, oh, right? Yeah. That was, that yeah. was a, that was a thing that yeah. you yes. pointed out back yeah. in the day. All, both of the cast are prestigious. They mm-hmm. got a full decked cast for both sub and dub for mm-hmm. this. 
um, and you'll recognize a few of them. Uh, the Endings Theme, Seashow by Last Alliance, Sprint, the English version by Justin Houston. An interesting thing about the series is they actually redub the songs for the dub. Okay. They use the same songs just with an English vocal artist. Okay. So that's, well, a, cool, that's, good. that's yeah. a cool little trivia fact. And then we have a stacked dub cast sans... You know who, who we won't mention on this podcast. Yes, of course. Yep. Of, yeah. Um, but yeah, anything to expect? How has Oran High School Host Club ever influenced you? Have you heard of it? I only know about this because of how frequently you and Grant would discuss it. It's true. That's that's my that was my experience. It was just when Grant and I were teenage uh, host club attendees. We were patrons of the host club. This was something we bonded over. It was this and bed knobs. <laughs> yeah. So so I remember that. And again, from Tumblr, probably because of stuff that you guys reposted. Uh, mm-hmm. I Back remember in the day. like yeah. a handful of sporadic scenes of of stuff happening, but I don't. Uh, I don't know any other details besides that. Yeah. And, and again, uh, like the one character who was voiced by Dent slash uh, mm-hmm. Silent, uh, I, I think I looked up once to see what he sounded like in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think it was Mamoru something. But he, sure, why not? I don't do that research. That's your job. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I, I, I really don't know what to expect, but I, I, am, I am interested in this. Well, this has been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited, you're excited. At last, it's time to open the music room doors and see how Dan Ryan can become a host. <laughs> I don't think so, but we'll see. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know either, but... <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone want to play Settlers of Catan? It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be hard finding that trope for you. I don't think our patrons want a Star Wars zealot over here. <laughs> well, we'll kiss, kiss, fall in love after the break, audience. <laughs> Well, you see, Dan, I'm the main character, and you're just the homosexual supporting cast, so, I mean, that's all that matters. Welcome back, audience! We're here watching Oran High School Host Club. I'll get some revenge for that remark in the future, but, uh, I like it. You keep implying that, that... It, it's gonna take a dark turn, <laughs> but... I wouldn't lie to you, Dan. I, I thought that this was... Very cute so mm-hmm. far. Mm-hmm. Um, f- funny. Yeah. But you you keep Im- like foreshadowing that something horrible is going to happen. Who's so. to know? I just don't remember, Dan. My memory isn't what it was used to be. <laughs> Which is weird because I can't, and I'm sure I will, but I can't see this cast entering a, a dark and sad phase. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess that would make it more impactful when it does happen. I'm not saying it's sad. I'm saying they go through some shit and then the last few episodes are like a gut punch. But that's it. You know. Okay. Yeah. Just throwing mm. it out there. But how did you enjoy the first few episodes of Oran Host Club, Host, uh, Oran High School Host Club Academy, whatever it's called? Uh, again, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. I I think it's like I think it's funny. I think it's charming. Good. It's and I think it's a fitting parallel for JoJo's because of the <laughs> amount of melodrama. So yeah, it's there, like there everyone... is tons. Tamaki is constantly posing in yeah. JoJo poses. So it it I mean it it fits. So I I'm I'm pleased with it. All right. Well, episode one starting today. You are a host. Mm-hmm. Here we go. 
We begin with Kiss Kiss Fall in Love, one of the great anime openings. What more needs to be said, Dan? Kiss Kiss Fall in Love. Better in the Japanese version, but here we go. Well, it has the Yu-Gi-Oh! GX riff at the beginning. That's what I... I couldn't, couldn't unhear it. <laughs> yep. Uh, we meet Har- Haruhi Fujioka, a poor, disheveled, average student uh, who is somehow attending the prestigious Oron Academy, looking for a quiet room to study in, talking to her dead mom... Uh, of 10 years, do the rich kids even come here to learn? She wanders into music room and finds the six members of Oron's illustrious host club. Um, and, and, like, it begins with Haruhi going, like, how are you, mom, in heaven? So it's a little bit heavy-handed, but I think they know what they're doing here mm-hmm. uh, at the same time. Uh, the club's leader and school golden boy, Tamaki Suo, gives us a breakdown of the classicism that is Oron Academy. The host club is for the school's handsomest playboys, uh, in which they entertain the young girls to make a good use of their free time. Uh, notice the expensive vase and an Utina parallel. Yeah, the arrow keeps yep. pointing to it. Yep. Uh, the crafty twins, Hikaru and Karu Hitachin, are in the same class as Haruhi, but don't really socialize, so they and the other club members mislabel her as a boy. The whole premise, as I told Dan... Which is, like, if you go into this blind, I don't know if you're going to this blind in 2022, but they don't know that Haruhi is a girl. Yes. Or at least identifies as a girl in that that expense. Um, There's lots of gender fluidness in this show, so pardon if I slip on pronouns and the recaps. Uh, The club's cool, intelligent manager, Kiyoya Otari, smiles and one of the light bulbs goes off. So one of the pretenses of this episode is that Light bulbs keep going off. Did you get what they were symbolic of, Dan? That was like the RPG earning the character's interest? <laughs> Almost. It's when they know that Haruhi identifies as a female. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we see that Kiyoya is the most intelligent of the group. He notices as soon as he meets her. Okay, that makes sense. And he never says anything until the mm-hmm. last minute. So that's... Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. So this series is a little bit more smart than you might let on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the realization of different characters. Haruhi is an infamous, exceptional honor student because she is incredibly smart and quite poor at the same time. A real odd duck in this academy. Tamaki is overdramatically obnoxious as the group waddles around this very expensive vase. A small lolly boy, uh, Mitsukuni Hananizuka, or just Hani, is awestruck with Haruhi's achievement on being so poor and making it so far. Tamaki assumes Haruhi is a man and openly gay. He's like, well, why are you here in the first place if not to oodle these beautiful boys? Mm -hmm. So they don't know at that moment uh, if they are at the host club. So she shows off the boys, including the final member, the silent brooding Takashi Morizuka, or just Mori. Um, What's your type? We get like introduced like, since you're here, like which boy would you fall for the most? Um, like the strong silent type, the mischievous twins, the clever type, the boy Lolita, or the all-rounder. Well, so far I said, uh, I said, I said glasses guy. Ah, uh, Kiyoya. Uh, Very interesting, Dan, because I identify more as a Kiyoya than any other. Well, all the subtext we're giving to the audience, I, yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, that's what, he reminds me of several other, you know, like My Hero Academia and, uh, mm-hmm. Jitsu Kaisen characters, so I'm like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, flustered Haruhi backs into the Renaissance vase, just perched in the middle of the room and shatters it. Uh, it's priced at 8 million yen, or the US currency of about $60,000. 
still a hefty price for a high schooler to pay at this point. And that we presumably they were renting that for an event. Yeah, like that was they, okay. they say that that was for our auction. <laughs> you know, uh, Haruhi has no money to pay the club back, and Tamaki, who is the second year, suggests paying back with their body as the host club's dog. Haruhi dissociates. When she awakens, she sees how the host club is run. Tamaki is the playboy type and speaks with Saika uh, Anyan Koji, a regular of his high school, uh, this host club, and a complete classist snob. This is that girl that's like, oh. Oh, the princess. You've the hired first, a new yeah. dog here, yeah. huh? Very interesting. Uh, Haruhi returns from an errand with some instant Hess Cafe, parody of Nescafe. I don't know if you caught that, Dan. I did, yeah. Uh, the rich kids are too stunned to speak. Instant coffee? Tamaki will try it. How brave. Sayaka, uh, or Seika Ayankoji. The princess. Yeah, yeah, she's being a real shit stirrer here. Uh, she's Har- like, don't drink that. The yeah. acid will, you know, ruin your stomach yeah. or whatever. Uh, Haruhi sets up a tasting of the coffee. What if I let you drink from my mouth? In the manga, Tamaki attributes his misunderstanding of Haruhi's middle-class status to watching reruns of Ocean, a Japanese drama from the 80s whose poor heroine rises to fame and fortune through the hard work and sacrifice. Okay. So, you know. So, the, yeah, they're thinking in terms the of, The manga like, does and... end differently than this mm-hmm. anime, too, so. Okay. Just for a heads up there. Uh, Haru- Hikaru and Karu's first years. Uh, Shtick is the brotherly love incest taboo kink. Also in the manga, uh, Bisco Hatori labels the twins QP1 and QP2. Um, this refers to a Japanese anime called Cupid Fusion, which stemmed from the Cupid doll origins in 1912, an American icon. That's what I put down there. I, I, I don't know. That would be a deep pull. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Honey and Mori, third years, are like little cute lowly boys and strong, silent older brother types. Is he really a third year? Kiyoya, second year, is more of a vice president pulling the strings behind the cool type. Um, clearly the smartest in the room. So Kiyoya is running the business, getting everyone to pay their own, you know, whatever they need to enter the host club. Mm -hmm. Their means. Um, Always has, like, a clipboard. Yeah. Uh, Honey shows off his stub bunny, Usachan, and seeing Haruhi's reaction, another light bulb goes off. Tamaki is the top earner. Haruhi is indebted to them until graduation and there is no escape till, since Kiyoya's family has a private police force. That we will get to know a little bit more later. Okay, so they own hospitals and they're a private... Pol- they're all affluent yeah. business families. Oh yeah, no, I got that. I just the specifics of it. Yeah, we'll learn their nuances a little bit later. Um, honey, you go have some cake. <laughs> My god, he can be pretty. So at this point, like, the the twins motion to Haruhi and say, like, well, you could be beautiful without your glasses mm-hmm. at this point. And they remove the glasses and go, oh my god, you could be, like, a top earner here. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Tamaki is like, honey, since you're, like, the Lolita type, go eat some cake. Mori, go off and get some glasses. The twins dress her We'll up. go get contacts. Yeah. And then get, get, them a, get them a uniform, so. Uh, the twins try to wrestle Haruhi into a uniform, but she kicks them out, and the two, two more light bulbs go on at that point, realizing that she is, identifies as female. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haruhi is a real stunner in her new uniform instead of an errand boy. Haruhi will now be a host. The debt will be paid if Haruhi gets 100 clients to request them. Haruhi is a big hit for some normal conversations and is a bit of a stummer because she goes, like, into her own... 
Yeah, she tells the story about her mom passing away, which is interpreted by the other students as like a like a sad boy, uh, yeah. like heartbreak story. So yeah. it's like, oh, that's that's her appeal because she's like the the melancholy one. Yeah. Uh, um, Tamaki calls Haruhi over after being a natural. Mori rushes in and grabs Haruhi from an overeager Tamaki embrace. Um, after picking Haruhi up, still another light bulb goes off. Uh, Anyi Koji looks in disgust and Haruhi finds her things have been thrown into the reflective pool outside. This is a clear Utena drama reference in mm-hmm. the framing, in the shots, whatever. The so drama. Would we watch Utena first? Yes. Yeah. Uh, bullies everywhere, huh? Uh, Ayan Koji states Haruhi will always be a second class citizen no matter what. Tamaki goes outside and surprisingly helps Haruhi get the school supplies. Besides, I'm dripping with good looks, Stan. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't I be dripping in this pond looking for your school supplies? Yeah, it's a cute moment between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tamaki and Breeze after picking Haruhi up. Still another light bulb. Uh, Tamaki calls Haruhi over after being a natural. Oh, sorry, I read that more. Yeah, so the next day, I'm the, sorry. the princess, like, you know, oh, has yeah. Haruhi at the table. And, you know, uh, I, I think uh, Haruhi... Finally, you know, who is blunt just points out, okay, you're doing this because you're jealous of yeah. me. And then she freaks out and does like a Me Too movement too, where she grabs Haruhi and goes like, oh, Tamaki, like she assaulted me or he assaulted me. Like this, this, they don't know the gender of like, this person yet. Yeah, this lower class person just threw themselves at me across the table yeah. and you think that Haruhi's about to like get in trouble or get thrown out or something. Yeah. Uh, but the host club appears more perceptive than they seem. She is banned from the host club. Princess get, is banned from yeah, the host Yeah, we club. get the Tamaki, you idiot line, which is going to come up later. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a running gag in this, in this series. Tamaki, you idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, but quota for Haruhi is up for a thousand for just plain cheek. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Kiyoya is the only one who has a spare uniform. Tamaki walks in on Haruhi changing and all the light bulbs finally light up. Revealing that this was all the host clubs kind of coming to the conclusion that Haruhi identifies as a female Mm -hmm. in this. Um, Tamaki walks in. uh, Female, biologically, Haruhi is a girl, but doesn't really need uh, the limiting gender terms. Which, you know, it's it's a bit forward thinking for this time period. Yeah. We didn't really have an anime that did this at first. She's like, oh, I don't, I, like, I'm a female, but I don't identify as that. Yeah. And I could see why, I, I could see why... You could interpret it as, like, missteps, because the character, it's phrased Oh, no as, missteps have occurred yet. They're, they'll be evident later on. Okay, but, I mean, yeah, it's so far it's phrased like the character not... From what I've seen, it's phrased like the character not caring, like, why, you know, you gotta go by an individual basis, like, what yeah. the person is on the inside, like, mm-hmm. don't... don't Which sp- is a good line. Yeah. It's like, even in 2022, this first episode kind of, sort of, holds up, despite all the... You know, misgendering. Yeah, it's it's like it's like don't like there's no I don't know like her explanation is like she's don't, like nine binary. Yeah, like, like don't yeah. waste the mental energy worrying about what someone is yeah. like, kind of. Yeah, uh, Tamaki is embarrassed by all his conversations that day and being the last one to figure out the situation. Kiyoya looks to the camera and gives the old maybe it's love. We'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, Haruhi says maybe this won't be so bad. Maybe fun. Um, I'll just call everyone dude and bro for now. Mm-hmm. And the series ends with, I think, Kiyoyo's voice actor singing the final song in this. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I'll run and run a thousand miles, but I'm barely breathing. <laughs> uh, episode two, the job of a high school host. Haruhi is running late to a club meeting. Today, the entire music room is decked out. 
like a tropical jungle. Well, li- literally, they have yeah. actual trees and actual animals. Well, so. yes, they, I love a good theme, Dan. And the boys are dressed as Balinese royalty, even with wildlife, flora, and fauna. Uh, the club has used their money and power to import the entire biome into Oron to beat the Japanese early spring climate at this point. Because they note that the room has exceptional heat, so they can maintain yeah, it's very a jungle good atmosphere. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamaki's playing up the whole king thing. He reveals the host club is sponsoring a formal dance in one of the school's largest halls, according to Kiyoya. Uh, showing some skin helps business. He only does what Tamaki asks and pulls the string by dropping him clues, like a Balinese magazine. So Kiyoya is like selling magazines and pictures on the side here. Yeah. Yep. Is that revealed already, or is that? Well, yeah, that's yeah. kind of his thing. Okay. Like, in order to keep the host club in business, he does like all the side hustles. Yeah. Um, Haruhi is against being too over the top and not dressing in theme with the room, as it is early spring. She insists, like. Wearing my spring uniform should be enough for y'all. And that still manages to bedazzle the customers, because yeah. they're like, oh, you're so you're so dedicated to the seasons that it's like, you're down-to-earth. That's, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Haruhi's down-to-earth nature is still raking in the clients. Her next client is Kanako uh, Kazakazi, a regular who is seen in flashes, sitting in a desolate teacup ride. Uh, Haruhi will be her new favorite host. So more Uchina parallels where we get this imagery... Of, like, a person doing something that is out of place in this. Mm-hmm. It, it's just there to make you think about, like, the teacup imagery. Uh, the boys, aside from Tamaki, plan the party. He is jealous, according to the group. Kanako hops hosts from one to another. Uh, Tamaki demands Haruhi start dressing like a girl, because that was the previous host that she was attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, no, t- t- Tamaki was. Tamaki, yeah. yeah. Um, the twins ask how normally Haruhi looks like a typical pretty schoolgirl. But when she joined, she was a bit of a frumpy mess. She says a young neighbor boy got gum in her hair, so she cut it off. Tamaki and Koya as Papa and Mama, a very Jonathan trope. Yeah, it was a very funny. It's a very funny moment. He's like, who? who? It, it continues too. Yeah, yeah. I he's, mean, I identify as a Tamaki slash Kyoya. Yeah, so he's he's like, you know, Mama, why why is she, you know, torturing me by not having long hair? And he's like. Okay, and then Kyo is like, okay, based on the context, I guess I'm mom, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, Haruhi needs formal dance experiences, has none. Uh, Tamaki insists she learns how to dance and waltz in one week, or else they will reveal Haruhi's secret. I don't know if this will be actually done, but, you know, it's episode two, so. Yeah, it, we, we gotta get off to the... But I, I assume that's the point of the episode, is like, this is what the host club does, yeah. is they're in people's yeah. business, and yeah. then they, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kanako teaches Haruhi how to waltz. Romantic tension is obvious on Kanako's part. Uh, Kanako takes notice of one of the club's new Jinori tea sets. Tamaki sees this small detail, as does Haruhi. She claims she knows little when a tea set delivery uh, from a boy student arrives. Kanako laughs and says the boy is Taraho, uh, Toro Suzushima. Uh, the hair of a large trading company. It's just good business, Dan. Yeah, they import tableware. Uh, they import tableware. Wow. Uh, do you see where this is going, Dan? Yeah, the the girl has her mind on uh, the teacups. She's got her body on the teacups and her... And this boy delivers This boy on her mind. Yeah. Uh, both of them are each other's fiancé in an arranged marriage since their youth. Toro is boring, though. Tamaki orders the club with a new mission. Make Kanako happy, because that's the host club's job, is to make all these ladies happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dance begins at night with everyone decked out in their suits and gowns. 
where is the chaperones? Uh, one lucky lady will be chosen as queen and receive a peck on the cheek from Tamaki. Haruhi wonders if there would be uh, any fancy tuna to eat. That's kind of her motive mm-hmm. for the rest of the series is she's tasted the good dining. Mm-hmm. So these the rich finer people, things. Yeah, so that's, these, yeah. <laughs> these rich people will be able to help her out. Yeah. Uh, a perk of the rich, Kanako asks Haruhi to dance, but Mori and the boys whisk her away and give her some clothes to change into. Uh, Kiyoyo says, an accident at the end of the evening will build the drama, so that should occur at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a girl, she will ask Toro his true feelings with Kanako. Uh, Tamaki is smitten with Haruhi in a dress. So this is like one of their their convoluted, like we're going to we're going to send Haruhi in there to get him yes. to admit his feelings, mm-hmm. or, and that's yeah. yeah so they they're they're in, the, they're in the they're in the plans. <laughs> yep. Uh, the twins, uh, Kiyoya wrote a flaky, flaky over saccharine love letter for Torohu with, uh, Haruhi to get them alone. So it's like, I'm in love, love, I wanted to confess my feelings with you forever. Yeah. Let's meet up in a private room sometime. Uh, Toro does not feel the same way. Toro does have feelings for Kanako, but fears she may not like him for being less outgoing. Uh, a lot of the host club describes him as, like, boring, milk toast, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, he's an heir to a fortune, but... He's kind of average, mm-hmm. which is a running theme in the, the the series. In an adjacent room, Tamaki tells Kaneko that clearly she isn't happy with all the boys while she's skipping host to host, and only is at her happiness happiest um, when gazing into a teacup. A flashback to her youth with Toro learning and bonding over tableware. They they have this whole like uh, glass case, and they're identifying teacups with one another. Mm-hmm. So that's when they knew they were destined for one another. Uh, she feels that Toro never notices her and is going abroad. He is doing it to become more worldly at the same time. So it's a very, uh, you know, I, I gifted you my hair. What's yeah, that? So the, the gift of the Magi. He's leaving to see more of the world, but she thinks that he's, like, running away. So Uh-huh. That does a little selfish... That does seem... A, I like how Haruhi, she constantly points out, like, the obvious flaws. Like, that seems a little selfish of you. Maybe you should have told her in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, which which is good. She serves as a good like counterbalance to everyone else, mm-hmm. I guess, which is which is intentional. Yeah. But uh, you should just tell her how you feel. Once you decide to change, you've already begun your transformation. Kanako, of course, walks in and cries as Toro runs after her. All according to Kikaku. Yeah. As I put down the notes, Tamaki is like, "Well, at least she he ran after her." Yeah, we had to set this up so that Toru would dramatically chase after her after she got like her heart broken. So that was the whole point. All according yep. to Kakaku, then. <laughs> uh, outside in the courtyard, surrounded by cherry blossoms, all walk out, and Kanako and Toro receive the honor of the ball's final waltz. Kanako accepts, and her internal monologue shows her spinning happily on the teacup ride. Toro explains his love and looks forward to her, their marriage. At end, at the end of Kanako's host hopping, or an end of Kanako's host hopping, uh, Hikaru and Karu, both with banana peels, we get that Utuna, like, pointing to the the plot element that's going on here. Yes. Banana peels and bananas are a very prominent theme in Orna High School Host Club. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. Watch for the bananas, Dan. Um, and they just throw the banana peel. Um, at the end of the night, it's revealed, like, something dramatic should happen, so... Um, Haruhi should kiss Kanako. Yeah, instead of Tamaki, the dramatic twist is going to be that Haruhi has to do yeah. it. And if you do it, we'll cut your debt by a third, so maybe you should do it at the same time. Tamaki freaks out. He slips on one of the twins' banana peels, slipping um, 
Haruhi into Kanako. It's supposed to be like a peck on the cheek, but then Tamaki slips, pushes her into Kanako, and it's yeah. like a full kiss, which yeah. is Haruhi's first kiss, technically. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I wonder how that will be. My first kiss to another girl. Oh, it's fine. But the host club members freak out over this Mm -hmm. at the same time. Uh, Episode three, beware the physical exam. Today's host club theme is an outdoor garden party with all but Honey, Mori, and Haruhi in Western winter wear. Mm -hmm. So they're like in typical silent waiter garb. Yeah. yeah. And the rest are in Japanese, like old style robes. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the other three are in Japanese formal wear. You've never been to Coven Garden? No, only Portobello Road. Uh, a Ben Knobs and Broomstick it shout o- out. It always man. comes full You've circle. You've been there. Caro so. <laughs> uh, brings his... Uh, oh my gosh. Caro burns his finger. Oh, burns his fingy. Burns his fingy. That's why I wrote the notes. <laughs> Sorry, I can't read that. On some tea and Hakaro comforts him through mouth-to-mouth resuscitation of that fingy. You're putting on a show for the, the ladies. Yeah. Uh, Kiyoya says, all beauty is fleeting, but good thing is I'm selling picture books of all the other hosts. So we see that Kiyoya's main business is keeping the host club running by selling merchandise. Yeah. So Which know, they weren't aware of. They that were like, may we affect didn't... your ranking at the end of this episode, because I'll need to know at the end of every episode how you rank the hosts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm selling picture books for all the hosts. When did he take pictures of us, Dan? Yeah, they, that's what I meant. He doesn't eat it. They didn't know when he took any of these pictures for this magazine, so. Yeah. Uh, Honey is trying to whip up some matcha, and Haruhi bites her tongue. Mori gently scolds Honey like you've overwhipped it. Mm-hmm. But the girls are like, oh, Honey, you did a good enough job. I'm going to suck it down anyway. Yeah, like they're they're playing to their character types. We and... get the big brother, little brother yeah. dynamic that's going on here. Uh, real emotional mip- manipulation of these girls. Haruhi's approached by Tamaki. We're flirting. You're blooming in more ways than one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tamaki must be blind to hardship. Haruhi's deciding her electives. The twins use this as an excuse to have even more time with her over Tamaki. Uh, Tama- Tamaki is like, mommy and daddy have a theory. Mommy reveals, I, a la Kyoya, is yeah. like, well, the twins spend way more time with like, her than you do. Yeah, like nine, at least nine hours a day because of classes, and then you only get the club time. Yeah, so her. you get a measly 3% of her time mm-hmm. per day. Uh, Tamaki wants Haruhi to go back to being a girl. The twins say the secret will be out soon as school physical exams are in two days. No doubt everyone will know. So we get the main premise of this episode. There are physical exams at the school, so Haruki, Haruhi will be outed as a biological female. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamaki daydreams of loving Haruhi in public uh, after she's not posing as a boy anymore after the physical exams have gone awry. Yes. Um, what an idiot. The anime is obviously a romantic school comedy. Uh, Haruhi and I are the love interest, and the rest of you are the homosexual supporting cast. So they break the fourth wall, and they immediately call that out. Yeah, so it's, yeah, again, this one and the next one very heavy with the tropes and calling them out. If Haruhi's secret is out, no more working at the host club, and Haruhi would be even more popular with the boys. Uh, Is that when you said that uh, apparently Haruhi used to get, like hit oh, on a lot yeah it, so at this point kyoya brings up like i researched her past horror he used to be hit on a lot and that point will come up in a later episode okay. um uh new plan to keep haruhi secret we are going to swap haruhi at tomorrow's exam haruhi doesn't really care if she's a host so they better try hard to protect her secret <laughs> i like that Haruhi's kind of ambivalent to this whole scenario like yeah. i'll do whatever's asked of me but whatever yeah, she's like she takes the path of least resistance, yeah. and it's like that's that's in contrast to the overdramatic 
nature of everything else, so I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mori motivates Haruhi with fancy tuna. We got her now. Mori is a man of few words, but when he says things, Haruhi does listen. Mm-hmm. So if that factors into your voting at the end, uh, we got her now. I'm a, not a glutton for that. Oh, I am. So she says, like, I'll do it for fancy tuna mm-hmm. because it tasted so, so good. Uh, students head to the clinics for their physicals. And the Hitachi brothers are like, it's no different than a normal school's physicals. Nothing nothing absurd is going to happen here. Mm-hmm. But they reveal that they have a whole fucking wing of nurses and doctors to observe them. Yeah, all paid by Kiyoya's family's yep. hospital or, yep. bro- like, or series of hospitals. They have like, yeah, so it's a it's a gigantic room with the best medical professionals yeah. that uh, uh, money I can buy. Because doctors touch you, you don't seem to have a problem with it at home. Honey shoves Haruhi into a private room with Tamaki and a nurse. Tamaki puts on a bad wig and pretends to be Haruhi. No one falls for it. At the same time, Mori and Honey are dressed as doctors, and Kyo is like, they're a backup plan. Well, yeah, because we like to do costumes to make sure that it feels like real espionage, and they don't even, the two of them don't even end up doing anything, yeah. so it's and like... <laughs> this is all payback for that supporting comment. It's yeah. like making Tamaki dress as Haruhi, Yeah, though it's very obvious. But for context, the reason why all eyes are on this is because they all like all the boys choose to do yeah. the physicals like with the curtains yeah. open and yeah. they, you know doing suggestive stuff as always and then it's like oh the, yeah the girls love the yeah the rampant moe is going on here which yeah. we'll see in the series too it's like eye candy is going on um kiyoya should have said something earlier because uh, oh sorry um at this point kiyoya has set up a special room and swore one of the family doctors to secrecy i don't think i'm supporting cast that's the whole reason why he did this yeah uh, Haruhi goes into her private room and the boys hear uh, one of the other girls was groped by a doctor. Uh, Kiyoya said, should have said something earlier because he overheard that or he bumped into that he doctor. He bumped before. into a disheveled looking doctor who didn't match like the bougie look of yeah. the rest of them. So. And in the trope of the anime, it's like, oh, I'm sure things will be fine. But oh, that doctor ran off to the special boys clinic. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Haruhi could be Haruhi's there. <laughs> What's going on here? Um, oh no, the doctor comes in and doesn't handle the situation well. The boys, like, he comes in and says, like, don't speak, clutches a hand to her mouth. So it's like, ooh, is this doctor a bad man? Yeah. We don't really know yet. Uh, but the rest of the host club arrives and gives, like, the tenets of being a host at this point. Yeah, Tamaki, like, kicks him into the wall and it makes, like, an impact crater. And then they each do, like, oh, like, uh, strength, chivalry, bravery, kindness. Like, these are the tenets that hold us up. Yeah, and at this point, the doctor is Yabu. He reveals himself to be Yabu, which is known as, like, a quack doctor in the Japanese translation. Mm -hmm. So it's a funny name for a doctor to have. He came here after being separated from his wife and daughter daughter for being a bum, not doctor, uh, hoping to find his daughter here. Uh, We get the Shin-Chan voice actor. He is, yeah. Yeah, as Father Shin-Chan. I didn't notice, but once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Um, The story only affects Tamaki. Uh, That grope before was misunderstood, but Yabu was in the wrong school. Um, Actually, sir, this is Oran High School Host Club Academy. You won't be here. Your daughter wouldn't have been allowed in. So you're looking for Uran Middle School or High School. The, yeah, the public the regular high, school. high school. Yeah, uh, um, Kiyoya Shores. And he's like, wow, you didn't even know like where your daughter yeah. went to school? Like, well, the twins go like, oh, damn. Like, he didn't even know where his daughter went. That's kind of a bad father. Yeah, so there might be more to the story that he is actually an indif- like not that great of a dad, but Tamaki is still, yeah. you know. He insists that, like, 
Kiyoya print out a map of the neighboring schools to help this man. Yes. So the main thing is Tamaki feels, feels for all these characters, even yeah. though he may be kind of a douchebag and an idiot. He has hidden depths. Yeah. 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 Um, we helped, uh, the rest is up to him. So they give like this doctor a map for his daughter. Um, could you all please just leave? I have to do this physical, says Haruhi. And I'm doing it not for food, but for payback of my debt. Yeah. She thinks it might be fun to, like, pose as a guy. Yeah, it's a, it's a cute ending scene. I thought she was going to say something like, I'm doing it, you know, because I like hanging out with but it's, yeah. it's the same thing. It's, it's like, kind it's of the, the same, same lines, yeah. 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 So then episode four, Attack of the Lady Manager. A young lady in France. Recognizable because the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, it's in the background in every scene. Renge Hoshukuji is playing the dating sim Uki Dookie Memorial, a parody of uh, Tomeki Memorial, a real video game. Mm-hmm. Um, a true otaku over the character Miyabi, who bears a striking resemblance to Kiyoya. Uh, after her father returns from a business trip and flashes a photo he took with the client's son, Renge immediately books a flight to Japan. She knows what she must do. I'm going to marry the boy in that photo. A very Jonathan character. Yeah, so he's a prominent businessman. He presumably had a deal with, like, one of the hospitals that Kiyoya's family has. Mm-hmm. They snapped a picture, and he he looks like... This character, like, Kiyoya bears it. looks it, exactly, yeah. it's so just a it, slight it, hair color tinge. Yeah. That's off. The voice is the same, whatever. Um, the host club is set up in traditional kimono today. Uh, these outfits were designed and made by the Hitachin twins' mother, mm-hmm. who is a famous fashion designer, might come up later on. Uh, Haruhi's request rate has been on a steady incline. Kiyoya keeps the host from going into bankruptcy by selling pictures and magazines and whatever. Mm-hmm. He does like, oh, if you buy the four of these magazines, then I'll sell you the fifth one for cheap. Yeah, but even then, they're not high quality. They're yeah. just like creep yeah, shots. I do like that, <laughs> that shot where it's like blurry photos. Like, this is all I can manage at this point. From hidden cameras. They're, yeah. not, they're not good yet. Yeah. How are the hosts able to cry so easily? They cheat with eye drops, except for Tamaki, as this is a mark of a true host being able to cry on demand. Yeah, his tears are real. So Yeah. Uh, Renge appears watching all the boys from afar. Then Renge slaps Tamaki, calling him a phony. Like, this isn't a real host club. You're just playing to tropes, and I knew this is when Dan would wake up. Yes. <laughs> uh, y'all are incompetent matchmaking. Uh, all the video game tropes of host clubs. Renge makes a beeline for Kiyoya. Kiyoya is my fiancé. Renge is immediately transferring to Oran tomorrow. Mommy and Dad are fighting. So, like, what's going on here? I don't understand. Why am I always identified as mommy? I don't know. Because Tamaki gets the thing where she keeps insulting him and the arrows go into him and he does like, oh, he's the first man to ever do the slow motion uh, fall or solo, solo slow motion motion fall. fall. And we get like, oh, no, she's an otaku. We've never dealt with one before. (laughs) We don't know what's going on. Uh, You're only projecting your love of that character onto me. Uh, Kiyoya has only met Renge now. So the engagement wasn't really a thing. Yeah. It was just in her mind. Renge situates herself as the host club's new manager, which sticks for the rest of the series. Mm, okay. She is the host club's new manager, even though she slipped in on episode four. And that's not the vibe I had going for most of the episode. Like, I, yeah, I assume she thought was just she was a one off. Be... Yeah, yeah. But she's here. She's okay. here for every episode prior. Okay. Cool. Um, or every episode following. Sorry, not prior. Uh, since she's from a well to do family, it may be better not to reject her. Tamaki surmises that of Range is around Haruhi, she will act more feminine. Yes. Like, oh, she'll fall into all the girl cutes, yeah, tropes she, of being cute and charming. She needs a gal pal to... And then they do, like, a lot of, like, what look like uh, Utna, mm-hmm. like they're sitting on a hill overlooking Utena a castle. Watsuba, and yeah. They're, they're yeah, like, they, 
you know, like, oh yeah, she needs a gal pal, and then they'll they'll fall into those cliches by themselves. Yeah. So, so Rangi bakes the group cookies only for Kiyoya. Like, they may be a little burnt, but I'm sure Kiyoya will know exactly what to say in this dating sim, mm-hmm. uh, since she's played it enough. The twins start eating cookies out of Haruhi's mouth, licking crumbs, like, oh, well, why don't you take it out of my mouth if you want a sample? Oh, yeah. Haruhi, you've got a little dirt there. <laughs> yeah, uh, presumably just to, to piss off Tamaki. Tamaki. Uh, Tamaki freaks out, you are sexually harassing me, Tamaki. Uh, well, Haruhi says that, like, you're man-holding me. Yeah, like, no, I wasn't charmed by that, that sexual harassment, so yeah. it's not, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rangi sees that... All Bakioya's characters are lukewarm. They each need more new backstories, which is a very Dan motive. Yeah, they need darker. Specifically, they need darker uh, themes to them. Honey is just cute. Now you are a babyface thug. Mori is Honey's childhood friend. The Flunky, the twins, now basketball players that are only friends with each other, Mm -hmm. which is kind of close to their normal uh, shtick going on. Uh, Haruhi is an honor student that is constantly being bullied by Honey, mm-hmm. so they're all interconnected, and Tamaki has an inferiority complex, where he's the Dark Prince character. The Lonesome Prince. Yep. Uh, the Lowly Prince. Uh, Tamaki instantly gets into character eye-roll. Kiyoya thinks this could be a nice change of pace, besides the boss isn't saying anything against it. Yeah. So why don't we just run with it? Let's wait and see. Uh, playing out the new scenarios, Ki- uh, Karu is injured while playing basketball, you can't share my pain, Hikaru. These are film scenes by a famous American director who is obviously Steven Spielberg. Yeah, she flew them in from Hollywood to film professional, like, advertising, like a like an advertising a movie. movie. A and then it movie. become it balloons into a full movie. Yeah. Uh, Tamaki in the rain, Haruhi's being bullied by Honey and Mori. Honey can't be mean to Haruhi, so he goes into character like, what the fuck are you doing here? Oh, I'm sorry, Haruhi, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Uh, entire film crew from Hollywood with Steven Spielberg lookalike. How come Karu is the pitcher? That's the funniest joke in these four episodes. And Haru, he doesn't know what that means. Yeah, like, if you don't know, I'm not bothered telling you which one's the pitcher and which one's the catcher. Like, that's, (laughs) Dan, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Natasha Leone, that's funny. Yeah, and it would probably go over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. Um, Haruhi thinks Tamaki is just fine the way he is now. Range hires some actual tough guys from the school to film, but these tough guys even are like, uh, what are you doing? Like, we're not really that. Like, we may look a certain way, but we don't want to fight. Yeah, and which I enjoy. Well, it kind of strikes a nerve with one of them because she's like, oh yeah, they're both descended from Japanese mafia, yeah, and, and like, that's how. No. And one of them's like, it's no business how my dad made his money. And it's another like, trope it... that comes up in many other episodes, like yeah. how they made their money. Like you can't define someone how their family, yeah, prospers from this situation. Uh, but Haruhi takes the blow from one of these people, these street toughs that are. Insulted by Rangay's definition of them. Well, yeah, the guys that, uh... They try to push Rangay. Rangay want to be street toughs. Yeah. <laughs> and Haruhi takes the blow, she knocks into some stage equipment, and Rangay is safe, but Haruhi goes, like, Rangay, you can't judge someone by just meeting them. Yeah, like, They're not tropes. Yeah, you can't, like, look Dan, at their... Dan, they're not tropes, They're not Dan. tropes. You can't look at their appearance and assume you know their whole story, yeah. so... Uh, Tamaki sees Haruhi is injured, and tears are in her eyes... Rangay started this. I'm only crying because a contact slipped out. So mm-hmm. Tamaki does go off on these guys, but the guys are like, no, Suo, you need to understand. Like, she started this mess. Uh, like, yeah. we were just 
reacting to that. And then Kiyoya, in a, in a pretty yeah. cool moment, he smashes the camera yeah. lens because he's like saving them from cancellation. He's like, I can't have them yeah. be recorded committing violence. See, uh, modern as a day, club modern day issues. <laughs> like, we can't record that violence here. We'll be canceled, Dan. So yeah, he's he's like yeah, and then that kind of breaks Renge's illusion of yeah. him. And he says to Renge, stop being a pest, and this breaks Renge. Yeah, because he's not following the dating sim trope anymore. Yeah. Uh, he isn't the character in your game. Haruhi tells Renge to look inside to get to know Kiyoya little by little, which we'll see a little bit more throughout the series. It's not as much. Like I said, Renge will be present in mostly every episode since mm-hmm. or, or, or occurring. But I don't think they ever really ship these two. Okay. Uh, she does have a feelings for um, Kiyoya, but... It's never fully addressed. Okay, but that this does is make why sense, we need though. a season two, Dan. It does make sense. And maybe our podcast will be the the final nail in the coffin, as it often is, and we'll get well, a season two of Moron. If you're expressing a... Well, yeah, I mean, we have willed stupider things into existence, but if you're expressing that, then I have to assume that they're not all dead. That's what I... I me, no, no! That they're not all dead, or that they're not all ghosts or yeah. something, so that's... If I can rule those two out, then maybe... Who knows, but we'll see. So Miyabi in the video game congratulates Range. She is ready to move on to the next level. Several, do- several days later, the film is selling gangbusters. Range is staying, thinking Haruhi is in love with her. Kiyoya is fine with all this. Female friends or more? Me yeah. don't know. Yeah, Tamaki is upset because he was like, I didn't want them to... I wanted like them to be gal pals, yeah. but I didn't want you know because because now he thinks that Renge is in love with uh, yeah Haruhi because Haruhi nobly defended her against like yeah. getting shoved. So. Yeah. So at the end of this episode, as I'll often do, Dan's gonna rank the host club members at this point. Where do they rank in your book? Um, it'll be interesting to see where they rank at the beginning, at the end, and in the middle of this series. So we've got uh, Tamaki. Hani, Kiyoya, Hikaru, Karu, Mori, and Haruhi. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to really rank uh, Haruhi as number one. Okay, Haruhi as number one, the yeah. average Dan. Very good. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Think, All I right. think she's a good pro tag. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Tamaki for number two. All right. Tama- Tamaki. Tamaki. I apologize yeah. for keep yeah. making that mistake. Yeah. Yeah. He's the funniest. I think he's the most entertaining character. And mm-hmm. I... I I feel like they referenced a lot of shit with him when they made Silen in the anime because it was he was voiced mm-hmm. by the same guy. He yep. has all the mannerisms, the yep. the finger point, point thing, yep. the it's Just all like there. the over the topness. Yeah, I, so I love that. All right, uh, Kiyoya would be number three. Number three. Okay. Uh, the twins, I I find pretty funny. All right. So I'll put them in. Th- tied for fourth. Oh, but you don't have a, a a difference between the twins yet, huh? Interesting. Well, the only difference I've I've gotten between so far is that uh, Hikaru I've, is uh, I don't know how to describe Keoru, it. Kaoru has like a Karu. sweetier voice. Yep. Karu has a sweetier voice. Yes. Uh, but yes. And I think sometimes the angle makes him look smaller. Yeah. But well, there's a reasoning behind that. You'll okay. get more in the series. I'm uh, not gonna leave you hanging. Then Mori, because he's the muscle. Uh-huh. And I guess I rank Honey last. Last Honey, huh? Yeah. Interesting. I thought. He would be a favorite of Dan by the end of the series, so we'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I mean, <laughs> Mori, could change. Mori is best, <laughs> according to Grant and I. Okay. But that's okay. just us. Um, but anyways, we finished the first four episodes of Oren High School Host Club. Uh, what did you think? Any final thoughts, Dan? This is a lot 
funnier than I was expecting it would Which be. Which is good. Yeah. I don't think it... The later episodes, there's going to be some mm, area, mm-hmm. but I'm glad you find these forced episodes funny, especially since I've seen this more than any other anime. Well, because not knowing the context and not knowing... I literally didn't know the premise. Good. I, I just... I assumed it was like... I knew from people making like the senpai memes, I thought it was like the main character was just a host girl at and she has to hold together yeah dudes i see in these pictures mm-hmm. but knowing the context and knowing the plot and knowing that it's very like tongue in cheek and calls that shit out makes it much more interesting to me yeah i i it, like if if you brought me like a straightforward uh like school melodrama without the utna like goober fantasy mm-hmm. elements at play I might have been a little bored by it, but I think this this has like life and charm. Good, so I'm glad. I like it. It has it has an identity. So all right, cool beans. Well, I enjoy it. I will say that it's going to take you on some twists and turns, Mm -hmm. but primarily through the end of the series. The last few episodes are going to shift things up. Yes, I'm not going to spoil anything else. There, Dan doesn't know. We'll be constantly breaking his host, so you can judge him accordingly. Of course, just so you know, audience. Yeah. I'll have to come up with something for you to do with JoJo's. Get, yeah. Yeah. Will I rank uh, Ario Speedwagon as number one? I don't know. There's not enough characters. We'll see. We'll there's, see. I'll figure something there's out. There's plenty, aren't I'll, there? I'll figure something out. We'll, we'll Though figure there's going to be more soon, but we'll figure something out. All right. Well, with that, Dan, where can our audience reach us on social media as this is the end of the episode? Uh, why'd you switch <laughs> to that voice? Um, I'll, you I'll, don't know. I will. You can reach me at King underscore Danis on Instagram as well as our adjacent anime was not a mistake instagram and uh, facebook profiles i don't know either you can find me at jonathan kwiatkowski at losing my mind jk on instagram drink and read jk on the the twitter and the podcasting platforms you can follow and subscribe as you're doing i've noticed Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of subscribers and a lot of interesting people joining us being uh jonathan being the guy with the clipboard here uh does tell me that people are listening people liked our jojo episode dan that's all i'll say i'm happy will they like oron me no no well, they gotta, they gotta take both. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have both anyway, anyway. Uh, but you can follow me um, also on my other two podcasts. I've got Drink and Read, the podcast, where I look at classic literature, and then Nightcaps of the Theater, which may or may not be coming back, as I've said for many an episode. It's always in the back of my mind. Yeah. Someday. Someday down hey, the line. Hey, if Pikmin 4 got announced, then oh. Nightcaps at the Cinema could someday uh nightcaps at the theater dad. nightcaps at the theater <laughs> always, do always do that to me don't you i'm sorry you know how to twist the knife he's 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 fading into dust yeah into <laughs> dust i shall rise said maya angelou but whatever he's in the hikomori post <laughs> yeah well anyways uh what will dan ryan bring to the episode next um, well, looking over, uh, we are actually going to finish Phantom Blood next week. Finish? Finish. Uh, we're going to, it's going to be a longer episode, so we'll plan accordingly. Uh, but it's going to be five episodes. That's all that remains of Phantom Blood. Um, the, the first, you know, generation of the JoJo story, uh, which, you know, could give us a little bit of a, 
a time gap before we go into battle tendency. Oh my gosh, you're doing multiple series stacked on one? Well, it's all one season. It's oh. all, it's all, all you know, right. uh, my laziness has not subsided. It's all in that one Blu-ray set. But the, these are the first two seasons. Okay. Uh, and they did premiere at, well, no, it is the first season. Again, premiered as JoJo, the animation. Um, but, you know, his skills are escalating pretty fast. Uh, you know, JoJo is going to actually have to take on... Uh, two demonic entities. We're going to get, like, a full taste of the battle shonen flavoring that this series has. It's going to be a very dramatic and drawn-out battle with some demon goobers, and then, maybe, with the man Dio himself. <gasps> uh, but we do actually have a bigger cast of characters to get introduced to, because Haman slash Ripple is going to, you know, be a major part of these first two story arcs. So we're going to learn a little bit more about where that's coming from, uh, you know, how it's used, and who is its rightful successor. Oh, me oh my. We do hope you'll uh, tune in as we uh, try to go mask off <laughs> and, uh, you know, get to climb in that big castle over that hill. I will try it, Dad. I will try this <laughs> commoner's mask off technique. De -de -de -de. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weeb horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go halfies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.